Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome. Here we are. Episode 18 of the Cornwall Property Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm James. And we are here to inform, educate and inspire you guys all about property with a particular emphasis on the Cornwall property market. So we are here, we, we know there's a whole Cornwall housing crisis and we want to help educate and, and, in, in, and motivate you guys to get involved and help to, to bridge this issue essentially with ourselves here. So James, what can people do to get in touch? Very easy. They can go on to online on cornwallpropertypodcast.com. Go onto the front page there. They can scroll down to the bottom and send us a message directly there. Or as many of you do, go to our social media platforms uh, on Facebook and they can send us a message that way. And also, uh, if you want to do email, you can go hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com and send us a message in there that way, as many of you do. And this week's uh, podcast is all about, uh, you know, you guys, um, your turn really to ask us questions about property so that we can help in any way that we can. So without further ado, I shall start with our first question that we've got from Simon in Zella in Cornwall. You refer a lot to GDVs, growth development values, and how important are they uh, to a development? Can you share why they are so important and how you calculate a GDV, please? Good question. Very good question. And thank you, Simon. Thank you very much for getting in touch, Simon. So GDV, yeah, gross development value. It, I think a lot of it comes down to what your end goal is in terms of what are you wanting to do with property? Are you wanting to just buy this property and hold it for a long, long term and not do anything with it? You've got cash sat in the bank and maybe the GDV isn't isn't too much of a problem with you. You're happy you've just got cash there, want to make it work, just going to buy a property, leave it in there for, for many, many years and it's going to be a pension. Brilliant. GDV probably won't even matter to you. But for particular strategies, like for example, James and myself, we work with... Um, we work with investors, private investors, where they will lend us money and we will give them a return on their investment. And with their money, we will then purchase a property. We will purchase it at a particular price. We will add value for a refurbishment. And our aim is to try and get the end value of that development as high as we possibly can. So that end value is called a gross development value. That is the, the holy grail for us as such because we need to get that end value as high as we possibly can because what we do, as I mentioned, we will borrow money. So for example, James was my investor. James would lend me money to purchase the property and then to refurbish a property. What I need to do then is add enough value to that, that project so that when I've done and I'm finished, I can then get a valuation done and get a mortgage on the property at the end. So for example, we've just done a, a development ourselves in Mevagizzi. So we bought it at a particular price. We've added the value as much as we can. And we have now got a valuer coming out, a surveyor, to come and tell us what they feel the end value and currently is now. What is it worth today? So we will then get a mortgage on it at that price. And then we will then get a 75% loan to value mortgage. So they won't give you 100% of that, that value, of course. So we need to make sure that 75% of that overall value is enough to pay everyone back. So the end value is really, really important for, for us in this instance, Simon, because we need that end value to be as high as possible to ensure that we can pay everyone back. So the GDV, the gross development value, is simply what do we think the property and the project is going to be worth at the end of all the works. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of what it actually is and how important it is for us because that is the, the holy grail for us in making sure we can pay everyone back. But the, the hardest bit is obviously trying to work out what 
the gross development value will be because you, that's really where the biggest risk is, I feel, James. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly if you are getting into a game where you're you're not holding it on for a long time and you are going to be, you know, selling the properties to doing it as a flip, as we've talked about before, then those numbers are really, really important. And it's also, you know, getting to that gross development value. Well, that's all great and well when the valuer comes out and you finish the uh, uh, project. But if that valuer tells you, yeah, it's actually 50 grand less than what you anticipated, then you need to be doing some due diligence and homework before you buy that property mm. uh, and i think you know you to get that gdv you can only do that by looking on right move find the property that you want to buy and scroll down a few um sections and you'll see nearby sold prices and that's where you can see the comparables and that is you know really the, mm. that's the template that those values will be using where they give you that gross development value because they can see that number 35 uh mm next door uh, and number 38 across the road have sold for this price and then you can justify well that's why this property because it is exactly the same as that it's a three or four bedroom terrace and uh you know i've bought well and that's what it should be worth now so yeah very very important but always do your homework uh and you know it's a bit like a god forbid you're not in a divorce settlement uh, but if you are and you're going to court it is how the barrister feels on that day to some degree Great, they might be in a good mood. Uh, most people tell me you want to go on divorce settlements on a Friday because they feel uh, in a bit of a better mood, but it really is that serious. You know, if you get a valuer that comes out and is having a bit of a bad day, um, then, you know, you could be in a bit of trouble. So really put bags the contingency in, I would say. Definitely, definitely. And that's something that we, we do in amples because it's so important, especially when you're using other people's money. But even if it's your own, oh, yeah. it is so, so important to make sure you can pay, pay back. And calculating that GDV, always always be skeptical and i personally for us and our business i always go under what we feel so say for example there's examples on the street so say we're looking at a, a, a three-bedroom terrace or a three-bedroom terrace house and if i go on as james has said go on right move go on the nearby sold prices look at similar properties on the street if there's nothing on the street then go for a quarter of a mile out of that location if there's nothing still half a mile but i wouldn't want to go too much more than half a mile out and with regards to duration as close to now, for example, I want to see someone sold in the last six months, ideally. Worst case, a year. I wouldn't really want to go too much further in a year because a lot can change in a year. But if you have to, you obviously will. But the key there is just trying to get as accurate a figure as possible. But if, for example, they're all coming out and saying, well, look, well, number 35, as James said, is just sold for, I don't know, pick out the air, 350,000. Number 38 across the road is just sold for 360,000. I personally would always go with the 350,000 just to kind of cover my backside as such and yeah. anything higher, brilliant. It's a nice Brucey bonus. But yeah, always be on the safe side. That's all I can really empathize for you there. Definitely. And if you, sorry to interrupt no, that, no, no. but if you are doing a development and it's supposed to take four months, let's be honest, most developments come over some turbulence or hurdles and it takes you a year, you know, God forbid you don't have a family crisis and you have to make that a priority and you don't get the project done. You see on Homes Under the Hammer, you see uh, auction properties, you know, they don't finish so they come back a year later and they still haven't started stripping the wallpaper. That's because something's come up you always need to be sure that the market can change as yeah. well and it does in many areas so you know you can't be mystic meg but have an idea and put in that contingency that well what would happen if there was a downturn of twenty thousand pounds in the area for what you know i don't know they were putting a new nuclear power plant that's just been agreed i know that's the extreme case but always be contingent you know because property yeah. is risky to some degree yeah and i think it's even more it's riskier or more, you've got a lot more at risk if you're trying to go for a short-term strategy. But 
if you're on a long-term strategy, then I think the risk is a lot less because you long, long-term, you can't really lose out of property and the facts tell you that. Agreed. So and we're still in it. <laughs> we're still, well, we're still in it. And uh, so yeah, hopefully that helps, Simon. I appreciate we've gone into it quite a lot of depth, but um, yeah, I do hope that that gives you a little bit more of an idea on exactly what the GDVs are and how you could potentially calculate. If you've got any more questions off the back of that, anyone, please do get in touch, but hopefully that gives you a little bit of a steer. Absolutely. So question two for today's podcast is going <clears throat> to be for James and it's from a listener, Michael. Michael, thanks for getting in touch. Michael is from Port Isaac, and Michael has asked, many people tell me that property is for the long term. <laughs> good, good timing. But is there actually a way to make short-term gains also? Or is this a myth? James. Good question there, Michael. And uh, yeah, you come from a lovely part of Cornwall. Fisherman's <laughs> friend, fan over here as well. Spent, uh, yeah, many a summer over in Port Isaac. It's a lovely place. And uh, yeah, it's we sort of started touching upon it in, um, you know, with Dan's question about the long-term game, you know, uh, property flips on the short term i mean that's where property kind of investing originated years ago you've got this sort of buy renovate refinance which is what dan was talking about that we do uh, with investors that's quite popular to create that sort of passive income but no it's not a myth on the short term games you can make good money from property uh, i'm just going to put these figures out there but generally if you're doing let's call it you know uh, a house flip you're going to buy at x sell at y if you're making somewhere between 20 and 30 000, on a four month six month worst case project if you've got a really good team that's probably about average and don't forget that is pre-tax as well because uh, if, it, if it's not on your own uh, residential property then it's you know it's, it's an investment property so you are going to have to pay the capital gains tax uh, depending how you've got it set up it's generally sort of 20 percent. you've got to minus that and of course you need to really put a lot of value on your time are you going to need to be there every single day for six months and suddenly that thirty thousand pounds that you've got and you need to now knock off you know six thousand pounds uh for your, your tax on that and you're in that £24,000 and you spent half a year year being there every day overcoming all of the problems is it really worth it for you but then you look at you know investors like Dan and I although we're not flipping properties we have joined forces so maybe we want to go in on you want to tie up with somebody going on a bigger risk and you want to I don't know buy uh, you know three properties in one go on a street uh, that have been knocked through or you know it may be commercial conversion that you're bringing back to residential but a bigger plot if you team up with some then the profits are a lot better but no definitely you can do uh, short-term games um just remember that once you've sold that property you've made that wonderful mm. profit it's in your hand uh, after paying tax you can do whatever you want with it but let's for hindsight let's say you've just made twenty thousand pounds that that's it then once it's gone it's gone as with the the long-term game with buy renovate refinance you can have that passive income for the rest of your life pass it down as your younger ones after you've gone uh and uh you know you keep on you know having the capital growth which is really good but you know definitely you can do it i think the, the real key to the deal here and dan i think you'll agree as well it's just buying well mm. you know because if you can only make that twenty thousand pounds doesn't matter you know what you do to it is £20,000 after tax and everything. But if you manage to get it £30,000 less for whatever reason and you buy well, then suddenly that twenty becomes fifty. Any comments you give on that, Dan? Yeah, again, massively. And that a lot of the profit is generally made at the purchase, isn't it? Big time. It is, that is a lot. That is mainly where your profit will come is on that purchase unless you ride the wave really, really luckily and get your time in the market perfectly. But as I say, you can never guarantee and you're never in control of that, which is the key. So buying at the right price is your best, best way of getting making your money, I feel. So 
No, hundred percent agree. And again, it comes down to what is your what is your goal? What do you want? Is it lumpy cash? Lumpy cash being large sums of money in your bank every now every six to twelve months. Then all right, maybe the flip is the way for you. But I see the fl- I see flipping flipping property as a real high risk strategy because you just can't guarantee the market. I mean, th- at the minute. If you had a property, you're flipping it, you'd be laughing. You're in a great opportunity, great time. There's just so much demand. You could probably demand quite a, a good price. But if you can't shift that property, you're going to be sat on it for quite some time. And again, just starts eating at that profit month by month. So yeah, flipping isn't a strategy that excites me because I'm not into the lumpy cash. I just want a, a, a consistent cash flow for a long, long period of time. Hence the, the, the rent's coming in, for example. But if it's lumpy cash that you want, maybe you just want a little bit of a bonus or it's something you want to do on the side. And as James said, if you haven't paid yourself a wage, well, I would recommend paying yourself a wage every month. Mm. Okay, um, it's, you're going to project manage it. If you're going to do the work, pay yourself some money to do that. Otherwise, you've, you've just got to always remember to say, pay yourself first. Yeah. Because um, otherwise you are just going to be, as James said, you're going to be working on this for six months perhaps. And what are you going to get other than the lumpiness? But it might be that if you budget in, £600 a month, a little Brucey bonus because you're only spending a couple of days on it a, a, a week or something like that, then yeah, just give yourself a little bit of money as a, as a pat on the back, but budget that in from day one so your refurb sure. costs. Um, so you've got that income, but you've also then got the profit at the back end. Yeah, definitely. If I can give you know a couple of tips on this, uh, Michael, I would say, as with any you know buying and selling, doesn't matter whether it's houses or whether it's televisions, you know, you've got to know your demographic of who you're selling to yep. and make sure that there is demand on that particular street. That's really really important. Because as Dan just said, if you can't sell it, then it's yeah, it's not great news. You could then as another exit, you could refinance it and then rent it out. And then um, some people do. That's the you know it's costing them every single month. They do just rent it out. So know your market really really well. And if you're going to be buying this property, if if it's going to be on right move don't forget you as well as thousands of other people are going to be looking at it as well and to get that really you know making the profit at the front end is quite difficult so maybe your strategy might be that you go off to an auction uh because sometimes in auction houses you really can pick up a deal where it was supposed to be a busy auction but for whatever reason it's not and the lot's gone up and no one's putting any bids in and then you just put in the bare minimum to meet the reserve you could get yourself uh, a really good deal there so if it is flipping as homes under the hammer that we've seen many times you can make some very good money uh, doing it that way at auction but uh yeah best of luck to you michael and yes you can make money short term <laughs> definitely no thank you very much for everyone who's been involved and has been in touch we've got a few questions actually that we haven't been able to answer today but we endeavor to answer those in the the coming weeks so thank you very very much for listening again if you've got a question you can get in touch with us how go to uh cornwallpropertypodcast.com on the first page there scroll down to the bottom send us the message that way you can reach us on our social media platforms as many of you do on Facebook send us the message that way and then finally you can also drop us an email on hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com and it will land in uh, Dan or James's inbox and one of us will respond uh, but again as Dan's just said if we can't get through all of them we will get back to you at some point we'll never leave any question unanswered so thank you for keeping on sending them in guys definitely and we've got a very exciting couple of podcasts on the way over the next couple of weeks can't wait so the next couple of podcasts we've got we are going to be on location at one of our developments that we've just finished so we have got a block of five apartments in Mevagizzi that we have just finished or nearing completion of so our next podcast is going to be shot on location so you can watch the the YouTube video of the podcast and we'll give you a tour around the property properties and uh, give you a little taste of the sort of things that we go we we do and we get up to ourselves um, just to appreciate You've listened to us now for a good 18 podcasts and episodes and um, 
just yeah, just thought a lot of people ask about ask about what we do and what sort of developments that we have on ourselves. Obviously, because we are property investors and developers ourselves as well. So we are aiming to bring property to the Cornish market, and this is the first we've got that we want to share with you, which is a block of five flats, five apartments. We've got four two beds and one one bed apartment which we're going to give you a little tour through, talk you through all the things that we've done, all the hurdles we've come across, and how we are offering these up to local families for rent. So. Absolutely. I'm really excited about that. And uh, as you'll probably agree, when you see them on the podcast, they, they do look fantastic. And I'm not just saying that. And we're great. We can bring that housing back. But as Dan has just said, hurdles is, uh, yeah, mm. that's a very light word. Uh, but I think it's good to be real and, uh, you know, for really sure. get into the depths and tell you about the pain uh, that Dan and I went through with a couple of things with that. But we managed to push through. And uh, another reason why it's good to team up with another property investor uh, mm. and share the risk and pain together, isn't it, Dan? For sure. Yeah. For sure. It makes you stronger. Sure does. Guys, that is it from us. Thank you. Please like, please subscribe. It just does help us. Um, any feedback you've got, constructive, would be fantastic. And um, yeah, that's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me as well. Take care, guys. See you soon.